Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news. I'm here today with Mr. Philip Kotler, who is a author as well as a professor and a consultant. How are you? I am fine. Thank you for inviting me to talk about my favorite subject, marketing and business. Yes. And to shape the world's in. Yes. Um, I think it would be good to start by telling our listeners, could you explain your background for us a bit? Uh, Yes, uh, I am happy to do that. It turns out that I'm a trained economist from the University of Chicago and MIT, where I had the 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 pleasure of listening to uh, Nobel Prize winning economists, namely uh, Milton Friedman, uh, Paul Samuelson, and Robert Solow as my teachers. Now, I didn't quite accept the discipline of of economics the way it was taught. I didn't think it was real world enough. Remember, classical economics assumes that uh, all decisions are rational, made with full information, and made unemotionally, right? Just uh, rational. But I can't agree with that because I think that uh, 70% or more of our decisions as consumers are are emotional decisions. Yes. But the same for suppliers too, sellers. I mean, you take uh, the the fellow who runs Boeing aircraft, he has to make some big decisions and he he has to handle risk. So he has to, his emotions get involved. Okay. So... I decided when I was given a choice to either teach uh, macroeconomics or microeconomics or marketing, I chose marketing because marketing is more real world. Like there are consumers, there are wholesalers, retailers, and so on. Much of an advertising and salespeople, and much of that isn't mentioned in economic theory. They they mentioned demand and supply. That can't explain everything. So, my background is I have, uh, in 1987, I decided to write a, a textbook that was different than the normal marketing textbook because I wanted to base it on economic theory, on consumer behavior theory, on organization theory. And I was so pleasantly surprised to find that uh, instead of it being a failure, as most textbooks are, it was a great success. Well, right now I'm in my uh, finishing my uh, preparation of my 16th edition. Hmm. So since 1967, every three to four years, I update things because marketing is changing forever. Yes. And um, I just wanted to ask, uh, what was the initial inspiration behind the first marketing book? Uh, the idea was that uh, there was not enough science and findings in the normal marketing textbooks. The normal marketing textbooks were descriptive. A wholesaler does this. A salesman does that. A good salesman would have the following traits. But where's the research? Where are the scientific findings? So I was probably one of the first to bring in a lot of the researched literature that was found in journals 
and tying it to the questions that marketers are always asking. And you speak about research. How did you go about researching for the first book? Well, um, I read the uh, existing books. I keep reading Business Week magazine and Forbes and all the stories. I read a lot of cases, real cases of, of marketing uh, brilliance and, and, and marketing ineptitude. And from that uh, mishmash, I end up with, ended up with a, a consistent perspective on what marketing is. And I've even changed my mind about how to describe marketing today from yesterday. See, most people who are asked, what is marketing will say, it's the um, task of selling something by using ads, salespeople, and promotions of various kinds. Okay, yes, true. However, I'd rather say that marketing is the task of creating, communicating, and delivering value to a target market at a profit. In fact, I use the letter CCDV, create, communicate, deliver value to a TM, a target market. Uh, and in fact, I go further now and I say that marketing's job really is growth, not just selling. The, CE, the CMO, the chief marketing officer, has to be maybe one of the major sources of ideas on how the company can not only sell what it makes, but grow what it sells. Um, so, so now we're in the fifth installment of the marketing series. How has making the other four books differed from the initial uh, book? Yeah. Okay. I think you are referring to the books titled Marketing 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, and 5.0. Yes. First, let me say that there was no plan to write such books initially. And this will dazzle you, but there is no book called Marketing 1.0, nor 2.0. The first book that was written in that series was called Marketing 3.0. And the reason we wrote it is we couldn't rewrite a textbook of 800 pages every year, could we? Yet, and nor does a business person running a company want to read 800 pages. They want a 200 page update on what's happening lately in marketing. So we wrote 3.0, but in writing 3.0, we invented the idea that if it was a 1.0 book, if it existed, it would talk about the simplest type of marketing, namely developing a product, putting a price on it, choosing channels for distribution and some promotion. That's very unemotional, just straightforward. So 1.0 is described in our 3.0 book as, as a very functional approach to marketing, very basic. And in that 3.0 book, we also mentioned what 2.0 would be. It would be the recognition that emotions drive a lot of decision-making in all markets. Okay, 3.0, was about what would it be if companies really wanted to do the best marketing? And we said it would be well-being marketing. Every company would think about what would enhance the lives of the people beyond just giving them this product. What 
what should the characteristics of the product be that it's a good one, that the company is practicing sustainability uh, and, and so on. So now you have this picture. The book that was written first was called 3.0 and it invented what 1.0 and 2.0 would have been like. Okay, so why did we invent 4.0? 4.0 was uh, developed in 2017 because a lot had happened since 3.0 and we wanted to bring people up to date. And in that book, and let me just uh, see the notes uh, if I have them handy. Uh, one of the things we did in 4.0, and I'll get to 5.0 is talk about the um, mapping of the customer journey. You know, a customer looking for an automobile ends up in a certain dealership. How did he get there? Technically, these, the dealership salesperson should say, we're so happy you're here. We'll show you the cars, give you a good break and price. Uh, how did you decide on coming here? Well, first I needed a car because I had a breakdown of my old car. Okay, but why did you come here? Well, I, I, I respect uh, the, the, the name of your company very much, but I had considered three different kinds of brands. And I, I was passing by, so I came in. Well, that description and many other descriptions coming from the people who end up at that outlet should be studied because you will find out what touch points take place to get someone to make the decision to possibly consider buying a car. Now, what if one of the touch points is a salesperson himself or herself? And what if the customer was turned off? I mean, coming in with an intention practically to buy a car and they didn't like the pushiness of the salesperson and they walk out. The sale was lost. Why? The journey was there, but the touch point was mismanaged. A poor salesperson. So uh, one of the things we did in 4.0 is describe uh, how to map and learn from the mapping of customer journeys and touch points. And uh, again, uh, you're speaking about uh, 5.0. Um, Obviously, now we're in an age where social media and, and things such as that are influencing marketing. How have you incorporated that into uh, writing 5.0? Yes, 5.0 just came out, by the way. It was published in 2021, yes. and we're very proud of it. Uh, and the subtitle of the book is interesting. It's called Marketing Technology for Humanity. Now, 4.0 had a, a, a subtitle, which was moving from traditional to digital. See, so when we wrote the 2017 book, was, it, its purpose was to update management about going digital. You have to go digital because it won't be marketing anymore if you're only doing print advertising. Don't give up print advertising. Don't give up TV commercials. But get into the digital age and add Facebook and Google and Instagram. Okay, that was 4.0. As I said, welcome to the digital age, but 5.0. 5.0 uh, 
was about marketing technology for humanity. And, uh, and the point we were making is that there are new tools for marketing. And we, every company should ask of each of those new tools, could I use it? What are they? Well, the first is AI, uh, artificial intelligence. Yes. And it's offshoot, which is called uh, algorithms. In other words, you could create software that will make decisions, certain types of decisions, more routine decisions maybe, or sometimes complicated decisions for you and probably make them better than you can make it from just your own mind. Let me give you an example of an algorithm. Let's say a, a bank gets a lot of borrowers coming to borrow money. Should the bank lend the money? Two ways to solve it. One is you have a good lending officer who's had a lot of experience and he looks you over and he says, he doesn't say this, but he may have a positive feeling about you or a negative feeling. And somehow with his emotions and his information, he, he says no or yes for a loan, right? Now, what's the other way to make the decision? By asking, uh, going to the software, which needs some data, which you get from the, the, the borrower, uh, the, the person who wants to borrow, you ask him his age, this, that, all this information, put it into the software and the software comes out in one of two ways. Either it was designed to give you a yes or a no. So by the way, that means you're trusting the uh, algorithm to decide for that uh, borrower, or it may even give you this, yes, with a 70% probability that he will pay it back. That's even more sophisticated. In other words, it looks like it's gonna make a good loan, but at 70% probability of repayment. Maybe you still don't think that's high enough and you don't give him the loan. So that's one new technology. The second one is uh, virtual reality. Uh, a good understanding of virtual reality is you probably never took a trip in Yellowstone National Park, but I can give you a trip like that. I'll ask yeah. you to put on glasses and you will experience landing in the state where the, and Yellowstone Park is nearby and you will be walking through the park and it will seem very real to you. But here's the real way to use it. Don't call it just virtual reality. Call it um, uh, uh, well. It's 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 enabled uh, reality because you're about to create a new car, but you don't want to actually build a factory. You you have on your computer screen the design of the car, and you want to know if people like it. And the best thing to do is have them actually put on the glasses, and they will feel like they are entering the real new car, sitting down, starting it, hearing the noise, start up and driving it. And it doesn't exist. But now you ask the person, Did you, was that a good experience? Did you like the car? And if they say, and many of them say, yes, maybe I'm ready to take the chance of building the factory. So that book 5.0 reviews the major 
new sophisticated technologies to advance your business. And that, that leads me to my final question is that um, from the initial uh, book 3.0 to 5.0 now, has the goal of what you want to achieve from the book changed or has it maintained the same? Now, the goal is quite straightforward to update every few years what's happening. For example, 6.0, 6.0 hasn't been written. It's a little premature, but it will have to be written. And I'll tell you why. We're going through the terrible COVID period. Yes. In the United States, we have it under control pretty much. A lot of uh, injections and vaccines were done and so on. India, unfortunately, very bad off. And so is Brazil bad off and so on. But there will be a post post-COVID period. And the post-COVID period will, will have a new normal. There will be lots of changes. It won't be the old normal. Yeah, there will be people going back to the bars and, and exposing each other to themselves. But the new normal, what, we know that a lot of people will be in their, not in their offices, but they be, will be working at home. That companies found out that people don't have to be in the office all the time. And there will be a lot of other things that are do, new do's and new don'ts. So 6.0 is gonna be about the post-COVID period, if we write it. Yes. yes. And um, also just, uh, just to end off, um, if people want to find out more about yourself in the book, where could they go? Do you know I was uh, presumptuous enough to write a biography, an autobiography, uh, which is really 60 different episodes in my life, not only on marketing and on uh, the things I collect, countries I've been to, people I've been impressed with who, who taught me things and so on. It is called My Adventures in Marketing and it's available and it's not expensive. And so if they want to know more about my own shaping and background, my adventures in marketing. Thank you for your time again. And we hope to see what happens in the future. Okay. Thanks for your interview. Good luck. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.